0: The weekly podcast where we discuss all things related to creating, living, and making projects. I'm your host Grant Alexander, and joining me as always is Jesse Ratfank and Adam Mackey. And this week, I'm going to pass it off over to Adam, who just shoved a bunch of food in his mouth because, for some reason, that's what you do when you're about to start a podcast. And uh, and it's his topic that he wants to introduce, and I'm just trying to go as long as possible so that he can finish chewing and then hand it over I'm good. to him.
1: And
2: anyway,
0: I'm shopping food.
1: Events. In- we just got home.
2: <laughs> exactly. I got home from work and ran upstairs to record because my last train was late. But anyway, um, so I it, once I if anyone any of our patrons know the story of what's going on with my car and all that sort of stuff, and I just talked about it in the pre-show. So if you want to become a patreon and listen to that, you can. But essentially, I'm replacing my car with or my truck with a smaller car just to get the kids around. And I'm riding my motorbike to work every day. Now, with that, my motorbike is, it's only a 250cc little cruiser thing. I want to upgrade to something bigger because I actually enjoy riding every day to work. And what I'm looking at doing is getting a bigger Virago, so 650. And I want to turn it into something along the lines of like a Harley Street glide, like with the big batwing fairing on the front, big panniers on the back and, and all that sort of stuff. I can't find anyone that has done that. Like, there's people have put on like the Batwing and stuff, but nothing. no one's gone through the full commitment of like modifying parts to make it look like a Harley. And I feel like it'd be a really cool build. And I really would love to get into motorcycle content and that sort of stuff. I've always wanted to, but never really knew how to. And I tried that with like my current bike and- my client for last week for instance like the rec bike rebuild i would love to get to a point where i could build motorbikes and sell them or give them away or i'd love like just build motorbikes all the time i think it'd be really cool um so i wanted to talk about transitioning from one type of content to another do i make a new channel dedicated to that do i just build off what i already have and the people that don't like it can just leave and unsubscribe because that channel to me is now, I'm not going to be doing anything else with it. So, do I just start making motorcycle content on there? Like, I'm still going to be making, technically making things and making motorcycles in a way. So, the name still works and everything. But yeah, so I wanted to talk about that shifting from one to the other and how people, you know, there's some people out there that have grown their audience to hundreds of thousands of subscribers and then gone, you know what, now I've got my audience. This is a content. I can make the content that I always wanted to make. And then their audience is like, hang on a minute. This isn't what i signed up
0: for. So my thoughts on that. And the initial thing is one, uh, you have a hobby channel. So none yep. of it matters, right? You're not even monetized. Yeah. yeah put yeah. out what, put out whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah. Even like if you're looking at, like I have 5,000 subscribers, put out whatever you want. It literally yep. doesn't matter. That all your subscribers are meaningless. The numbers do not matter, right? Yeah. They only matter sometimes to some sponsors who don't understand how it works, right? Instead, <laughs> like if you're really considering transitioning to a different thing, you've already transitioned. You, tr- yeah. you used to be the oh, brand Oh, I definitely have. Right. Yeah. So just keep... Keep making your sh- – I, I think Maker Mackey works whatever. Do whatever you want. It's your name, yeah. right? That's why I went yeah. with my name. I can do anything I want on my channel. Whatever makes me happy, I do it. Now, yeah. the other thing is to- in today's world, the thing that matters way more than subscriber count is individual videos can do amazing on a channel yeah. you- regardless of size. You can have a tiny, tiny channel with a million views on a video. With engaged viewers, right, who watched and commented and liked and whatever, and they just didn't subscribe because subscribing means nothing anymore. So people aren't subscribing because subscribing means nothing. So why would I subscribe when YouTube doesn't doesn't show me the things I'm subscribed to? Sure. Right? So all that doesn't matter. Make the content you want to make. Use the channel you have because it's silly to make another one unless you yeah. want to do both. The only time it makes sense to have them is if you want to have both at the same time doing different things, right? If you have two focuses, two channels, if you want to change focus, just change. Yeah. If you ever want to go back, you still can. True. And now Jesse, I mean, Jesse is going to come in with the complete opposite idea so that the podcast <laughs> can be interesting.
2: Devil's advocate. Let's go.
1: Oh man. No, I I was just honestly sitting here thinking about, multiple channels and why you would even do that. Uh, I always get very confused and y'all might have more idea because you know, you're more in the YouTube sphere. I always get really confused when I see YouTubers that have multiple channels. Is that just the way that YouTube runs and that you can't mix too much content because it confuses the algorithm? Is that really all that's happening there?
0: Yeah. So there's two things about it. So there's so a lot of uh, people that I watch uh, like uh, video game, they take highlight games, put up highlights, even like they're like I watch their 30 minute videos. So like they're long things, but then they take their like eight hour streaming session and put it up as a raw file, like a full eight hour file same thing, yeah. on a different channel. And the reason for it being on a different mm-hmm. channel is because if you put up those eight hour long things on your main channel. And they don't get the click-through rate, like they get like YouTube just doesn't send them to the people. They they like devalue your your channel. Now that that's old talk because I don't think it happens as much as it used to, but it definitely still happens. It's just not as prevalent as it used to be.
1: Okay. All right. Cause yeah, that's that is the thing that I always get really confused about because for me kind of the same as y'all. I've always sort of done stuff under my name. So I never had like a craft or a hobby or anything attached to the end of it. So I could always just do whatever. And I've never really considered branching out into different, like this is the embroidery and this is everything else, you know, I don't, I just, (laughs) it just seems like so much work for content creators to think about both where they're going to put the video how they're going to market, who they're going to market it to, like that just, oh, it's so convoluted. I don't, my brain just doesn't work that way. Like I would think, I would just still throw everything in, even if you know I was told, well, YouTube does all this shitty stuff to you if you don't play by their rules. I think I would still just throw it all in one bucket.
0: So that's like that's the problem with all. Like you're you're not doing it full time. That's not your job, mm-hmm. right? And and you're not like coming from a marketing perspective on it, right? Mm-hmm. So. If you're coming from a marketing perspective, you can understand branching out into different brands. That's why you don't see all the tools under a single brand name. That's why cars, companies, they'll buy a brand and then continue to sell that or they'll start a new brand. Like Toyota has Lexus. They have it because people won't buy a Toyota that's worth the amount of money they'll pay for a Lexus. Yeah.
1: I get that, but I'm also very sad that we've gotten to the point where we're comparing people and their personal brands to corporate companies. <laughs> like that that is so nuts to me.
0: It's kind of, it's it, kind of what it it's is. It's gotten like. to that
1: point. Yeah. Oh my god. So
0: this is where it all depends on what you where you have developed your community around. So some people have their community around themselves and their personality. If it's mm-hmm. yourself and your personality, it doesn't matter what you do, they're there for you. Right? No matter what you do, you could dig a tunnel underneath your house and you get millions of views, right? <laughs> and all you're doing is digging a tunnel. And I go, I don't, I like to make Colin, eight I videos out of it. Right. And I go, I don't understand. <laughs> now, how did so many people watch this, Colin? Right. I don't you know how, why
2: I watched it. It's, I'm so confused. Like <laughs> I'm like seven videos in and I'm like, why am I watching the same video again? Right. But I was just was engaged. I don't know why.
0: Right, because you're engaged with Colin, because Colin is an engaging individual. Sure, right? yeah. Colin Furs, for anyone doesn't know, mm-hmm. um, he's an engaging individual who makes good content and can sell fucking digging for eight videos. Right, <laughs> uh, whereas mm-hmm. other people make epic stuff and hope that the YouTube algorithm feeds it. Like, there's like people who only do woodworking, and they yeah. and they know that there are people who only watch woodworking, and so they're trying to hit the people who watch woodworking by making woodworking content, right? There's people who only do leatherworking and want to hit the people who only watch leatherworking, but there's other people who that, that is one avenue to go down. And if you're in that avenue, transitioning is difficult because you'll basically go from whatever you were doing. Say you're getting a hundred thousand views on a video for your leatherworking videos. You try and do anything else. And YouTube will send it to all the leather workers, and all the leather workers are going to look, I don't want to fucking watch them play badminton or whatever. You know what I mean? And they yeah. do not watch it. And then YouTube tanks your channel. But yeah. if people are dedicated to you and your brand, then they'll watch it regardless of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. difficult because you have to then, your videos have to be at a much higher level, in my mind. For it to be you, right?
2: Yeah. Because I think yeah. if
0: you're, if the value you bring is you, you have to bring a better production value. You have to bring a better story. You have to bring better editing. You have to bring better... Like everything has to be better. If this thing that you're bringing is how-to, how-to the value is in what you're t- teaching. Yeah. Right? So the quality can be a little lower as long as you're getting the... the like we were talking about in the... The pre-pre-show, Jessie Needs to Learn Fusion, and she was talking about how boring a lot of the Fusion courses are. Well, it's because they don't need to have the high production value excitement because the value they bring is teaching you a skill. Mm -hmm. And they want to appeal to the most amount of people by making it (laughs) bland AF, right?
2: I 100% agree with that because I feel the same way. Like a lot of Fusion tutorials and that are boring. Hence, I pretty much... I wouldn't take a course. I just Google or like I watch a video on something specific I'm trying to mm. do. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, so the, the person um, chase on two wheels who does the rec- wrecked bike rebuild that I talked about last week for my client his he's sort of wrecked bike rebuild is sort of like the content that I want to make. Like his videos are about 40 minutes long and it's, it's not how to's or anything. It's literally just like join us for the build. And I think that's sort of what I want to make. I don't want to do videos on specific things. It's more of like just a series on doing it as opposed to trying to make a story out of how to make a table.
0: But you're you're still telling a different story. I just think you're not realizing it. Because what you're oh, you, what yeah. what they're telling is this this bike is wrecked. <clears throat> how do I get it rebuilt? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and definitely. And I mean there's definitely a story there. But I just mean, like, I've always found it very difficult to make building something entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, watch me build this box. Like, okay, it's a box. Like, there's nothing
0: special about it. But there's nothing special about a car. There's nothing special about a bike.
2: No, I know. You're, but the like- only thing,
0: right, The thing that's special about it is that either you don't know how it works, right? So that's special. Yeah. And you're figuring it out along the way. And the problem is you're looking at a box as the final product. And the yeah. box doesn't matter. N- it never did. The big... Unless you're teaching someone how to make the box, literally teaching them how to make a box, and then you're you're up against everyone else who's ever taught someone how to make a box, that's not what matters, right? It, you got to tell the story. It's kind of like you made those drums into uh coffee table, Drums right?
2: into the table, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you lost the story along the way. Yeah. You had an epic build, and... It could have been an amazing story. You didn't even have a picture at the end of like the final product.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Right,
0: like so you had the story, and then everyone's like around going, "What do I see at the end? Nothing." Right. Yeah. So you like built up to nothing, but you had the chance of a story, but you were concentrating on how to do it and not why you did it. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is exactly. where, like, I feel like I've had a real hard time editing videos because I have the same problem. I have all this, like I want to show people how to do it, but how doesn't, doesn't sell. And I'm not feeling mm-hmm. how on like one-off projects, right? If I'm not making plans for it, it's really hard to sell on a how to. Yeah. yeah. Right. Instead, you want to sell them on the why and like or on the like amazingness of the product, right? Like if you think of, like a Jackman works, giant pallet wood hammer there's no how-to there right nobody nobody's going out there building another giant hammer the way he did or giant screwdriver or giant whatever right the the exciting part is like is why he did it that's what sells yeah it's like well
2: if you watch like any of sort of my fusion videos and stuff like they were never how to do this infusion, it was always, this is what I'm making. And then let me show you how I designed it infusion, but I'm not really talking you through it. I'm just telling you what I'm doing.
0: Right. So that's even the problem. That's still tutorial based. Yeah. What, what you need is a why. So if you think about, I, I was listening to the, the builder sessions podcast and they had, uh, oh, what's it was uh, Oh, I gotta go look up the guy's name. Uh, cut this out mackie later (laughs) uh motion auto was the guy's name and and he was talking about like why he got into making youtube videos in 2007 is because nobody showed the full process and the full process like from start to finish is what a lot of maker videos are right and i feel like That's great for people who want that, but it doesn't have mass market appeal. And that's why things like Overhauling and Pimp My Ride have this like piece of shit car. And three seconds later, it's in the paint shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the thing that they try and capture is the drama of what happened because that it doesn't apply. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, I remember American Restorations was a show season one. I loved it because they talked a lot about why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And season two, three, four talked about uh the story of why this thing mattered. And I said, I don't care. I don't know that person. I don't give a flying fuck if it was their grandfather's toy. I, I want to know what you're doing to make it look good again. Like how are you restoring mm-hmm. it? What process are you using? Right? But there's a nice there's a there's a there's a sweet swap between the two. And I find that uh TV often lends itself over to the way too much on drama mm-hmm. they try and capitalize on any oh, ti- yeah. tiny amount of drama let's capitalize it right? and they get away from the process 100% and a lot of YouTube content is way too deep in the weeds where if you're not doing it like I remember watching a couple like trucks or something as a kid like the like power block TV and they would often tell you like and torque it to 52 foot pounds and you're like if I'm not making this 1997 Ford Mustang turbo thick kit, like I don't need to know that number. You don't need to tell me the number.
1: Uh, Well, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot just because when I do start really getting into embroidery again, I probably will need to share videos. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, would something like a time-lapse of me stitching a piece be more valuable for me as far as like, yeah, views and impressions and reach, or would it be like individual stitches showing them off and then showing the finished product? Like I've been doing a lot of thinking about video, but I also don't know that I'm even prepared (laughs) to make decisions like that because I just feel like I don't understand it, even though I know I need to switch to video and figure it out really badly to get with the times.
0: You don't have to. You don't have to. I feel
1: like... Well, I just feel like you don't get traction on social media. I know that you've said that you think photos and carousels are starting to get bigger on Instagram, but I'm not seeing it. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm still sort of feeling like you must do video or you get no traction because you, you know, you don't really see a lot of the big, like making blogs linking to individual websites anymore. You know, they're linking it to someone's YouTube. They're linking to GitHub. They're linking to something that has substance. And I just keep worrying.
0: I feel about, like, yeah, I feel like it's, it's gone. The pendulum has swung on that really far. And people are coming back to everyone saying, you know what you need now? You need your own website to host your own content. You need your own newsletter because all these companies are going to stop they're going to stop promoting you so you need to have mm-hmm. a back you need to have a backup plan right where people are where you provide value to people through your own uh means of communication mm-hmm. and especially if you're selling product you need to have this If you're like us, we're hobby people, like we just put it up into the ether and hope that some way it gets to some people. But I have posted videos that are getting nothing, right? Nothing. And I've posted Mm -hmm. pictures that have blown up. And I go, I don't understand. This whole, like everyone's worried about video, video, video. I think it's actually easier to make uh, a 30-second video than to do 10 pictures. (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> not for my brain. I mean, I like, I think I can get it eventually. But I feel as though I am constantly retaking a video to get it just perfect. Uh, I, yeah, I, I feel like I struggle a lot more with that than just pictures. I mean, even the time spent editing the pictures is probably quicker than me trying to do a short video a lot of the time.
0: How many pictures have you taken in your life?
1: Oh, I don't even know. Hundreds of thousands?
0: (laughs) How many videos? Uh,
1: hundreds? (laughs)
0: Right. So Yeah,
1: exactly. Is there there a reason
0: potentially why you're better at doing the picture thing? I mean I I I thought
1: I added a disclaimer up top saying I sucked at video, sir.
0: (laughs) No, no. What I'm saying is it's not you're more efficient at the pictures because you've done more. But I think it's faster to do a 30 second video than it is to do ten pictures in a carousel.
2: Mm-hmm. especially these days with like the TikTok editor and stuff, you can just pick a song and then it'll automatically cut your f- your videos to the right length and stuff. And there's yeah. so many video programs yeah. out there that'll do so much for you.
0: Yep. Yeah. So if you it's want to transition good. into a different type of content, uh, I think like if you're, I think you should just do whatever makes you happy. Cause if you're doing little videos and they're not making you happy, then don't do them because people yeah. don't want to watch you make shitty videos that you don't want, you don't want to make.
2: Well, you yeah, see, that's the other thing too. Like that's half the reason why I stopped doing YouTube was cause I just, I wasn't happy with the content I was making. And that came across in my videos, you know, I'm like, Hey, welcome. You know, like not like, Hey, like, you know, I wasn't giddy about it cause I wasn't excited. I wasn't, you know, I'm just, like, trying to make content to make content, not because I actually wanted to or I was enjoying it.
0: Yeah. I feel like you burnt yourself out because you Definitely. were, like, I can I can do a video a week, and you did for a while, and then you got, like, stuck. Like, you had, like, made this, like, th- problem in yourself and burnt yeah. yourself out. And then, and on top of that, I think it see, was, like, like, so I would post it every day from, like, October till, like, April and because i saw constant growth constant numbers my phone blowing up every day money coming into my bank account it was really motivating to continue and as soon as that went away i think it's been over a week since i've posted a video
1: yeah, yeah. i haven't seen you all over my feed like usual <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah it is i've just been like it i've been like this whole cottage for people who listen to the pre show like, it going away, like, a lot of time and effort and energy and, like, thought went into that. And, like, you know, my free time was spent thinking about what I wanted to do with the cottage, how I wanted to spend my time there with the kids. When I lost it, I was like, oh, that sucks. So now I've been, like, scrolling, doom-scrolling through cottages I can't afford. Aww. Um well, like but my I was wife already keeps thinking- having go at me because I'm
2: looking at bikes, and she's like, you don't need a bike, you need a car. Like... Get yeah. your head where it needs
0: <laughs> <used> to be. <laughs> right. But yeah. no, I'd already thought about like transitioning my channel, like all the videos I was going to make at this yeah. cottage. I even was thinking like, oh, how am I going to take all this like trials and tribulations of, of almost getting the cottage, putting through the offer. Now triple offer comes in and blah, blah, blah. Like, how am I going to film back that? So I can introduce the cottage project. Right. And I had like this, like, I had like almost like, had like a screenplay of what I wanted and how I wanted to film it and thinking about it. And then it all just like disappeared. And so much mental energy went into nothing. I don't know, but that's like the thinking of like transitioning as I was thinking like, you know, I could, I've seen a lot of different places go like transition from making project based videos to rebuilding a house, building a cabin, doing whatever, because that takes over their life. They're going to build their new shop. Now, all of a sudden, for 10 months, it's all shop building things. And sometimes that blows the channel up. But the problem with that and what I've seen with uh, a few different channels that I've watched over time is that they'll build while they're building their cabin, their shops or whatever, they get a lot of people interested in that. And as soon as they're done, whatever they do next needs to be. Either up, building another cabin, take you along for the next ride, or they've lost all those people they gained along the way, right? Like, I'm sure yeah. they got some people, but uh, it kind of – if it were me, and I know for me, like, anytime I post a blacksmithing video and it goes blows up because they blow up for some reason mm-hmm. for me because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I guess. Um, that's why they blow up. But, uh, you know, and then I post anything else and it gets nothing, Right. I bounced a fucking ball bearing on my, like the biggest reel I've had in the last like month is I bounced a ball bearing on my anvil as a joke. It's like, Oh, you know, biggest short I've ever had big, you know, biggest reel in a month. And I'm like, this is bullshit. (laughs) Like it literally took the, the time that the, however long the video is plus 30 seconds. That's how long it took. Right. The 30 seconds is like writing the description. Other than that, like it took no time at all. I just went, this is so silly. And I don't want to trans- Like, I don't want to do blacksmithing stuff. I don't know anything about blacksmithing. I don't I don't like I enjoy it, but I enjoy ma- like I enjoy it as like part of the process of something else. I don't want it to become my channel. The same way I don't want like I enjoy using like the wood lathe. I don't want it to become a wood turning channel. I enjoy making leather projects. I don't want to transition into being a leather channel. Because as soon as you start doing that, but at the same time, by not by not uh, doing similar stuff, YouTube doesn't know what to where to send my stuff. So when I do press post a long form video, they have no clue who to send it to. And you can tell because they'll often like I'll get a blow up of like based off my trailer video doing well. They'll send you know some leather working video to everyone and the people who watch my trailer restoration don't give a flying fuck about my headphones like ah. so if you want to transition and it's a hobby don't worry about it just do it
1: yeah
0: if it's your business think about it a lot more that's all i'm going to say yeah yeah
2: definitely
1: <laughs> yeah that's what i'm taking away from this <laughs> that it's terrifying <laughs> to be a small business owner that relies on social media <laughs> for you know your traffic and your money that is uh, overwhelming to think about honestly just how much you have to consider and how like how closely you would need to watch if you did start making small changes and people didn't like it cuz i can't i can't think of any creators or makers who have made a change and there was a huge backlash. Can you guys think of anybody?
0: So the biggest ones I can think of are people who, who did shop builds. And I know I unsubscribed from a lot of people as soon as they started doing a shop build, because I just had no desire to watch it. So I can remember like Jay Bates, uh, he, he did a big shop build and he was like, this is like video one. And like, he introduced it as like this, my channel for the next little while. And I went, see you later. Right. And because I just don't have any desire to see that uh, because I didn't I really enjoy watching people build projects that have like a purpose and a thing. Like, I like project videos. The Internet doesn't like them, apparently, but I like project videos and I like seeing why they make choices. Um, and everyone else seems to think they like, you know, home rental videos, but shop videos. No, it's I think just, he's uh, probably he's, he's grown since that. I just know I, I unsubscribed, but I think he's he's bigger now than ever. so I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think I, I stopped watching him around the same time, but then he once he was finished, his content sort of came back to where it was and I started watching him again.
0: Yeah. so, so I, I know I, like huh. go ahead.
1: Well, I just I think what I'm learning from this conversation is that I really only follow people who I like personally. Because I'm trying to think, I don't really unfollow people because they start doing something else or there's something showing up that I'm not liking. I'm always sort of into it. So yeah, I guess I'm just sort of focused on people and not what's happening.
0: Right. Well, And so I think, like if I think about other big creators, I know there's people who like tried to transition into doing vlogs. And Mm -hmm. everyone I know who has tried to do a vlog style, go from maker content to vlog style, no matter who they are, or how big they are, from the the big names with millions of subscribers to the people with like a thousand, everyone who starts putting out vlogs soon stops because you. It's not like unless you are into that person, it's not very exciting to watch their week in a review, right? Like you have to be into that person to to really get something from it, unless they lead a ridiculously exciting life. And they can pull the story like you, there are stories every day. There are stories that you can pull out and you could turn those stories into a video. But the thing is you need to be really good at storytelling to do that.
2: Yeah, for sure. And to answer your question from earlier in the episode, this is why people have two channels, you know, like they might have their normal making channel and then a vlog channel or, um, and like say chase on two wheels, who I'm going to keep referencing Um, made a channel chase on four wheels because he wanted to start doing car reviews, but he knew that his motorcycle community wouldn't be as interested. Right. So that's
1: an example that actually makes sense to me. Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) I think, I think having, if you're a maker and you want to make vlog content, having a second channel where people that follow your maker, like you, you know, you talk about it on your maker channel be like, Hey, I'm making a second channel. If you're interested in my life, come subscribe over there. And the people that aren't interested aren't going to, annoyed and unsubscribe not just unsubscribe but like youtube's also gonna look at that and go oh people are only watching 10 percent of these videos because they're not interested i'm gonna stop recommending
0: Ten. them 10 would be wonderful <laughs> you know I what i mean though to- like yeah
2: well i was more thinking of when you were talking about like that eight hour live stream vlog uh yeah whatever yeah. they called vlog things if like someone's gonna watch like half an hour and be like yeah i'm watching eight hours
0: you know right but some people like they put it up there because some people want to watch it. Hey. I right. Do. And it's literally super like put on the background content, but yes. it's easy for them. Right? Like that's where that why they put up these eight hour long things, their Twitch stream, they just auto upload it to, to YouTube because they can. And then they take all the highlights out of it and edit it into like a much better thirty minute video.
1: And that goes on a separate channel?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I would do it.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to make sure I'm following this craziness. Yeah. Okay. You
0: don't have to. You don't have to do it. It's just (laughs) potentially better.
1: I mean, but the way that you talk about YouTube makes me think that they will punish you for everything. So it's kind of, oh, my God.
0: But you could also be rewarded for anything. It's like the lottery.
1: (laughs) I hate it.
0: hundred percent. You know, any any ticket could be a winner. (laughs)
1: So then I guess the question is, how do you recognize a winner and how do you decide to continue on a contact path? Like after you've made a little bit of a turn, where do you decide to stop?
0: So here's here's what I do is as soon as I see something is going well, I make a turn. And I turn Mm -hmm. away from whatever the fuck's happening that's going well. (laughs) I say, oh, shit, I could be successful. Let me get away from that. Uh, And I stop doing whatever that is. And, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't ask me what to do. (laughs) But, no, really, what you got to do is if you see a video taking off, you capitalize on it. If you see that your trailer restoration video is, is taking off, make videos, more videos around your trailer. If you have time to do another restoration, do it, right? If you see restoration videos are taking off and project videos aren't, do restorations. If you see nobody's watching your restoration videos and, right, like, then, but you put out, like, a woodworking video and people are like, oh, you know, I do like your woodworking videos. And then all, it's just like, whatever's getting the action at the time, build videos around that. Now, if you could look at your videos and look at what's trending, And see where they align, and you had the like flexibility to make anything at all, which most of us do. We just don't.
1: Yeah, we just don't choose. We don't (laughs)
0: because we don't want to. But like when I think about like Bob from I like to make stuff, always talking about like, oh, what's the next video and stuff like that. And I'm like, you have so much. You have a dedicated team with so much info, and you literally, you guys could make anything at all, anything at all. And you're always so worried about like what should I make? And I get it. It's like you're 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 like the possibilities are endless. And it becomes problematic. And you also on top of that have some like squeaky wheels in the background yelling at you for things like the Karmagia. Like, you haven't posted, what's happening with this? What's happening, like, before the Karmakia was, what's happening with R2-D2? I was like, I've never, I like Bob. I've watched a lot of his videos. I've never watched one of his R2-D2 build. I don't care, <laughs> right? There's nothing, I'm never going to make one. I don't care about it. I, I get, like, it's a trash can upside down or whatever, and he goes beep, boop, boop. Great. I don't care, right? Um, and I would open DM me with all your Star Trek or Star Wars hate.
1: Star um, Trek. Oh, now you're in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Battle, Scar, Galacta, whatever. Battle, Engage.
1: Scar, Galactica.
0: Um, <laughs> so whatever you want to do, like, but so this is where it's like, if you have the channel like that, you got all that ability. You ha- You can see what people are looking at right now. And build something around that. And so yeah. if you're looking to transition, you're looking at what's building, look at what's hot. So like Bob uh, Wood stuff, he often in the spring will put out like a new planter video. Because his planter videos do well in the spring.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So he knows in the spring, put out a new planter video. His old planter videos will do well. And the new one will do well. Right? So this is like the thing. He's seen the... The trend. He's so. If you want to transition, look for the trends that are happening in your videos and capitalize them when they're happening.
1: I guess that's really. I don't. Yeah, do that's it, the though. hardest part is yeah, capitalizing it when it's actively happening because I can't tell you the last time that I jumped on some sort of trend. It's probably been almost a decade because I I used to do it for instructables. You know, we'd sort of see what was popular any time of the year or like surging in the last couple weeks. And yeah, we would be able to capitalize on because it, it was my job. But yeah, I'm just, you know, thinking as a content creator, who's not doing it full time transitioning, just, it sounds so scary, but then I guess, you know, for someone like me, it doesn't matter really. Like anything that I do is not going to have any sort of detrimental effect on my measly follower count. You know, it's just, very stressful for me to think of larger creators doing that.
0: I think if they're trying to make something that's interesting in the way that they can make it and make it interesting, it doesn't matter what they're making. They can like, I think people just get caught up in their heads too much. And we all, are, we all do it. Right. we worry way too much about things that don't matter. 100%. Well, and we things just that are out
1: like- of our control too. Like, especially yeah. when it comes to social media, it's, Yeah, there's so much that you can't control. You just have to ride with it.
0: Well, this is where it's like a lot of people talk about like, you know, my goal is to get 100,000 followers. Like, that's a stupid goal because you do not control that, Mm -hmm. right? I've been watching a guy on YouTube for a year and he's been at 98,000 subscribers for over a year and he's producing and he's one of the Hearthstone streamers uh, that I watch and his videos get more views than all the other ones that I watch. Mm-hmm. And he just is not climbing. I don't know what why nobody is following him, right? Like, uh, it, he's getting views. He's getting, he's getting good traction compared to the other people who have more subscribers than he does. But the other people who have more subscribers started before him. Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand it.
1: No. So the number oh. the
0: number's not within his control. He's putting out good content. He literally puts out a video every single day with a different deck. Every day. He does not take a day off. And he hasn't taken a day off for like as far as I can tell, like four or five years.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So it you're it's not within your control to set numbers like that. Um you can celebrate them when they happen, but Don't worry about things that aren't within your control. Worry about putting a video out every day. That's within your control.
1: That's a fair point. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I have a very, I have very strong feelings about the uncertainty on social media because that's something that I'm also dealing with on the Instructables Instagram account. We have been like above 195,000 for like a year, but yeah. we're stuck like two or three thousand away from two hundred thousand and it's just everything I do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't grow. It just doesn't. You know, and every, then one day, all of our other numbers can look great, but that one doesn't change.
0: So and one day it'll happen, something will pop off, you'll get to like two ninety-five and go and be stuck there. And then go, oh, I wanna get the three hundred. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 'Cause we're the at number is right
1: now and it's driving me crazy.
0: Right. But it's, you'll just get to a new number that doesn't matter. That is now all of a sudden the goal you need to be at. But that's all it is. Like, I just, just be happy I that you guys it, aren't losing numbers.
1: Yeah, I just find it so unbelievable that it's become so hard to build. You know, to build yourself up lately, like because thinking about when I was doing all of this and I sort of transitioned to uh, like, I guess embroidery porn is what you could call it, where. <laughs> All of the photos were very bright and very pretty and lots of colors. And I would always have my rainbow embroidery floss arranged. And just doing that, you know, I got 10,000 people to follow me in like no time at all. But right. I know people who are who have started businesses in the last couple of years and they just don't get anywhere. You don't get any traction And it's all sort of that hit and miss lottery. You might get lucky. You might not. And I I just hate that. (laughs) It's it's so stressful for me. And yeah, it just, (laughs) this conversation almost makes me want to be like, yeah, I'm not going to care about numbers. I'm just going to make (laughs) things for fun because if I care about the numbers at all, I will have an aneurysm.
0: Right. Well, this
2: is where, yeah, go ahead. What great was saying before about how, um, I was trying to put out a week, a video a week and all that sort of stuff. And I wasn't seeing the growth that I wanted to see from it. I have seen more growth since I stopped putting out content. And (laughs) since I said I was quitting YouTube, than I did putting out weekly videos. I literally have gone up like 60 subscribers since I quit YouTube. And I didn't get 60 (laughs) subscribers over the time of doing a week, weekly video. Like it's nuts. It's, 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 I don't get it.
0: Right. So it's like, I know I was producing content every single day and that's great but uh, like a single video of mine took me from 5000 followers on Instagram to 60000. Yeah. A single video. So that's all it takes yeah, exactly. is one. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And but you know what yeah. we what, have that's ever- more than one? <laughs> <laughs> our patrons. <laughs> patrons? Exactly. Patreons, Patreons? So, Our Patreon supporters. Uh, I would like to especially thank our F-Clamp level, Vincent Ferrari from Digitally Creative, and who, if you're interested, you can watch Digitally, uh, watch or listen to Digitally Creative. And, you know, one of our wonderful hosts was on there last week. Uh, Scott from That Yourself DIY, (laughs) Joe Herdina, Rich from Lone Designs, David Wood from DW Wood Builds, and everyone else who supports us over there. If you want to get access to the pre-show, after-show, and the the monthly Discord hangout as well as a keychain made by yours truly, you can head on over to patreon.com slash clamp and you can support us there for as little as a dollar an episode. Uh it actually helps us out a lot so that we don't have to worry about the numbers uh, of downloads that we get because if we were doing this with ads, uh the numbers would matter. And they would be paying us based on how many downloads we get and not by how engaged our wonderful audience is, because we know we have a great engaged audience who loves us and that's why they support us. And if we instead had a, you know, numbers based thing and all that mattered was the total number of downloads, it would be, uh, you know, very stressful for us. So thank you very much for all you guys, because and, and gals out there that, that, that support us because it, it does help us, uh, you know, do this every week. And uh, with that, clamendations, mendations So this week, I'm going to recommend the, the people I was talking about earlier, the Builder Sessions podcast. There are a couple of uh, a couple of sh- uh, shop teachers from uh, Alberta, Canada, and they are uh, they're doing a, a great little podcast, and they've got some really amazing guests on there. Some. Big names, uh, so you should go check them out. It's a great little podcast. One day, maybe they'll have me on there, and then they can have one of the biggest names in podcasting. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, just joking. But uh, yeah, they're they're it's a re- actually a really good thing, you know. That so they do it in an interesting way. They had a little like inside baseball when they were talking about it. They record they like get together in one day and record back to back all their episodes for like a month or two. Cause they're all like interviews with people. And I just went like, yeah. that's such an interesting way. And I wondered, like, I don't think they re- release them in the order they record them. Oh, really? No. Because like, I think then you would really be able to tell like how manic they get or how like tired they get. <laughs> that's or...
1: true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. But, uh, it's an interesting way of doing it, but I think it's good because I feel like you can get into like a rhythm and, and it can help because when you're doing interviews, you can have people that are, not used to speaking and you really need to be a good interviewer. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're just like us randomly talking, you know, you can have someone that some, some episodes people go, I didn't even know Adam was on the episode until about thirty sec- 30 minutes in. Right.
2: True. Well, I mean, <laughs> the problem, the only problem with doing that is that you're releasing a, v- a podcast two months later. That's not up to date with the real world. So like, if you talk about the real world at all,
0: Right. So they don't and they're, they're interviewing you know, people, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Like it, and that, only, yes, yeah. It, it would only become a problem if you interview someone and then they later die, right? Or they you right. interview someone and they later turn out to be a Nazi. Well, guess what? That's good. Now you don't have to release it, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if anything, it's good. But no. It's uh it's good. It's a good uh good thing they do. They put on a good show and they have some really uh, great guests with some like inspirational shit that they've talked about. And uh, oh, it's a really good app. Ep- it's a really good podcast. So go check it out. There'll be a
2: link. Uh, in the well, show. I don't have a for this week. So I'm going to cop out and do chase on two wheels because he kind of inspired this whole topic. So I figure, you know, give him some love. I know I did wreck bike rebuild last week and that's who it is, but he makes really good content.
1: Cool. Uh, so mine for this week is a polymer clay artist. Uh, her name is Astrid Wilk. Um, she's on Instagram under Astrid Wilk Studio. Her stuff is beyond amazing. I love looking at it. She does a lot of variegated plants, a lot of philodendrons and monsteras and ficus, just They're so beautiful. All of them are small enough that they could easily fit in the palm of your hand. She also makes these tiny little like wooden shelves and console cabinets and that sort of thing that you can actually set the plants on. So both the miniature furniture and the plant have magnets. It's pretty awesome. Um, I've never really seen someone be able to get the leaf colors and textures so right in something so tiny. Um, I'm always amazed. I could probably stare at her Instagram for hours, honestly. Uh, Yeah. So if you like plants or if you like clay and art, I highly recommend her because there's really no one doing it better out there.
0: And if you want to see someone who does pictures still and gets tons and tons of love on their pictures, you should go Mm -hmm. check her out because her pictures get tons and tons of love.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild, like between 1,000 and 3,000 likes on photos, which is, yeah, wow. very high.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, pictures are back.
1: I don't I'll <laughs> believe it when I see it. <laughs> I'm waiting.
0: Well, you got to put out some more. You got to put out pictures that are not just of your dog.
1: No, I'm not talking on my account. I'm talking on the Instructables account. <laughs> oh. I know my dog pictures aren't going to get me anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But she's too cute. I, I, everyone I, needs to see her.
0: That's great. I just think, like, dog <laughs> pictures are, like, pictures of people. Like, as soon as people start posting, like, a bunch of selfies, which some maker mm-hmm. accounts start doing, and I'm just like, I don't care what you look like. Post some pictures of things you're working on. Like, stop posting pictures of yourself in a bikini. I'm unfollowing. I only follow people in bikinis on my other account.
1: Yep, on I'm the head one.
0: That's right. <laughs> but, no, that's a wonderful... uh she she makes some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Uh, it looks a lot bigger until. So if you if you make miniature stuff, she does it right where she has like a, a, her hand in there. Yeah. in A lot of the pictures to show how small it is. If you watch like Route Nine signs, he does like the like twinning where he puts his sign up to the real sign.
1: Yeah. But he
0: holds it in his hand like that's the kind of stuff you got to do to show the like ridiculous scale nature of stuff.
1: mm Hmm. Yeah, and I I honestly think that's part of why she is so damn successful is that, yeah, her photography and the presentation for everything, you instantly know what you're looking at. You know, you're not, like, confused about the scale of it or if it's real or not. It's, yeah, really good.
0: Totes. Totes my goats. Um, So now we're going to move on to Jesse's segment, Ask Us Anything.
1: (laughs) I like that this has become my segment now. Yeah. So the Ask Us Anything question for this week comes from Warren Madden, and he asks ways to get out of sharing or lending tools.
2: Don't have friends.
0: That's the easiest way. (laughs) So then your neighbor who you don't like comes over and asks to borrow something. What do you do? It's broken. Ah.
1: See, that was probably what I was going to say. Or uh, just explaining all the quirks the tool has because I've had it for a decade and it doesn't work as well anymore and yeah. then normally people don't want to play with it. <laughs> hmm.
0: uh, I just lend my tools out. I don't care. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, like-
2: I don't have people, random people ask me to borrow tools. Like I have, like my, my stepdad or whoever might ask if I can borrow a tool, but I'm borrowing tools off him all the time too. So
0: yeah. it's two way straight. So oftentimes, if a neighbor keeps borrowing my tool, I'll mention to their significant other so that they can get a, there go. that one of those for their birthday <laughs> or Christmas. Or if it's like something I have multiples of, I just tell them to keep it. So like a neighbor of mine kept borrowing my air compressor and my uh, torque wrench and like all the stuff to like change tires. Every mm-hmm. spring and fall, he would come over and, like, whatever, bring, borrow it. So I mentioned to his wife that he needs a torque wrench, and she got it for him for his birthday or Christmas. And then I just gave him one of my air compressors <laughs> because I was tired. How many like, air he literally. did
1: you have?
0: I think I had like three or four, but I just <laughs> okay. gave him one of the little ones. Why? Yeah. Because <laughs> so, they're like.
2: You know, you just- it, it makes me think, right? So I got I got a welder off one of my mates, and my stepdad asked if he could borrow it. I was like, yeah, sure, you can borrow it, but then you keep it at your house, and I'll come borrow it whenever I need it because then I don't <laughs> have to store it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe that is that's a good way. Yeah, you just turn it around on them and tell them they have to store yeah. it, and maybe they don't want it anymore. Yeah,
2: it was a good way to do it. I mean, if I had an air compressor, I'd probably do the same thing too because like those big tools are annoying to store.
0: Right. So this was, I gave him my little hysterical compressor, which I literally, the only time I got used was when he would come over. He'd come <laughs> over and borrow it.
1: Uh, it. it was kind and of his anyway. Sh-
0: yeah. Because, like, I used it for a while, and then I got a bigger one, and the bigger one has wheels, and the little one didn't have wheels. So, yeah. So, you know what? Just be nice and uh, lend out your tools. Yeah. There you go. I want to thank TF Turning for the theme song. Uh, I would also like to request that everyone go and write a review for the podcast. If you write a review, I'll read it. I'll read whatever words you put, no matter what language you put them in, no matter what you put. I'll read the words. As long as they show up on the review thing, I'll read the words. You can say poo-poo, caca, whatever. Grant Sicily. Unless, it,
2: unless it's very offensively racist.
0: <laughs> That's not well, if, if <laughs> I'll is what, read like, the words if- and someone's
2: just like, what? Supremacist stuff, and (laughs) okay,
1: your example was white. (laughs) Well,
2: you need, I don't know, but you need to have some sort of disclaimer (laughs) there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If it shows up on Apple Podcast Reviews, which is pretty much the only place you can do it, there's also Podcast Addict, that's the two places I know you can write a review. Uh, if they like somehow get through their screening, you put the n word in it. Well, I'm not going to read it, you're right, I'm not, (laughs) but. I will read most of the words that you put up as long as they're not hate speech, because in Canada, that's, that's protected. You can't have hate speech,
2: hate speech. That's uh, the word. That's the words I meant.
1: Yeah. yeah that's the official
2: language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So if you want to do that, you can do that. If you want to find us and follow us over on the social media where we like to post every week and as well as post highlights, uh, reels, you can do that on Instagram. If you want to see the same thing but in shorts content, you follow us on YouTube. And if you want to see it in a different, slightly different Reels content, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for Clamp Podcasts on all the usual social media places. I think you can also TikTok us.
1: Yep. If got- you want to watch them with nice background music,
0: <laughs> you can go uh, to yes. TikTok. <laughs> That's right. I refuse to put the background music in. You're right. You
2: uh- should put the music and then turn the volume down so we still get the... Nah, That's it does not
0: know. Oh. They they they've they've really uh pushed back on that. Uh, damn. But these are all things you gotta know if you're in the know.
2: Well I'm not in the know, so
0: bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.